Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another podcast episode of The Daily Mind. It is I, your host, Austin, spending another half hour of completely other nonsense, like I usually do. Um, (laughs) Starting off the week, pretty chilled. Another chill day at work. You know, I don't say that very often because where I work at is pretty chaotic. But lately it's been pretty chilled and sometimes that's scary because then that means you know the quiet before the storm you don't know what's coming up next so you just kind of like oh shit i don't know it's a little too quiet you know you ever get suspicious of that um when you're at work things just or just in general things just seem too chill like something's gonna happen i don't know i always get that uh that sinking feeling um every single time things seem to be going a little too well or a little too quiet but nonetheless, nice, quiet day. I'd take it. Um, you know, I'm home now, just giving you guys another episode of The Daily Mind. I'm just glad that there's somebody actually taking a half hour of their existence to listen to this. It makes me smile. But other than that, I had a pretty good day. Hopefully you all had the same, or at least close to, you know, you're still breathing. I say you had a good day. I think so. All right. So, hey, it's Monday. So you know what that means. Every Monday I do news out of a hat. Basically, I go, it's like my own little news show. I find stories, I read about the stories, and uh, yeah, give my own little two cents on it. Seems like a little pretty, uh, somewhat of a popular um, segment of the show. That's why I keep doing the episodes. I do get people that listen to it. Just like every Friday I do, is there such thing as a stupid question, which is uh, my personal favorite little mini-series in the series because it's a lot of stupid, funny questions out there. But the news is also just as either funny or, and or depressing. So this here, um, the first article I got here already pulled up, and I heard this on the radio the other day on satellite radio, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, the rapper Slim Thug. I don't, I don't recall any of his songs I've heard of him before, um, but he's caused a little bit of a stir in the social media world on the statement that he made where he said, um, the secret to, all right, so this is what I've come up with. So on this article, it says that his, uh, that he said that the, the secret to staying rich is avoiding gay clothes, but he didn't say that. He actually said, and I've heard some of the interview, he said the secret to staying rich is to avoid buying expensive clothes. So sometimes you got to take into account the media tend to take shit and just spin it, but he did not say gay clothes. He said expensive clothes. Now, I don't know what the hell gay clothes is, but that is not what he said. You know what I mean? It's just He's, he says he's the type of guy that wears like $20 t-shirts or cheap t-shirts and slacks. And I mean, he wears million dollar jewelry, but as far as clothing, he said, you know, that doesn't, he just wears cheap clothes. Not like if he was to ever get robbed that they're not, they're going to steal the clothes. They, uh, if you're wearing a million dollars in jewelry, but you're wearing stuff from like the Gap, I don't think they're going to steal your clothes, man. They're just going to steal the jewelry. I, I You know what I mean? But uh, he makes a good point because there's been many a rapper who, um, made it big and, you know, spent money on everything, didn't think of investing, um, having accountants and stuff like that. Like MC Hammer, MC Hammer went that route where he had all this money, you know, he was too legit to quit. And then all of a sudden he went broke just like that. And, and, you know, he even tried to get in the gangster rap to turn his career around. Nobody was believing that shit. So, you know, he just kind of fell off, but you know, a lot of these rappers and shit, they don't know how to manage their money. And they think like, Oh, you know, it's just a weird mentality to have. I get it. You might have came up at a time where, or, you know, in your life where you didn't have a lot of money. So you get into this money, you're like, oh, I got money. I can do whatever I want. But, you know, it, it's it's usually just goes the wrong way. And, you know, spend their money on the most ridiculous of shit. 
So, and again, once again, he said expensive clothes, not gay clothes. So, yeah, just uh, you might look up the interview somewhere. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in the internet. You know, just got to look and see. Um, let's see. Uh, what else we got here? Well, the crazy ass news we got in this world. Um, you know, um, hmm, what else we got going on? Let's see. Uh, give me a sec. Let's see what else we got. Mm-hmm. Might be a slow day today. I don't know. Let's see. There's always some news, though. I mean, it's weird because I come across all the news stories later, but I don't get a chance to write them all down and well, write a reference to them so that would be easier for me to find these things. No, I never do. It just, hmm. I don't know. Let's see. Give me a story, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, let's see. Oh, so there was an incident in New York. Um, somebody actually, like, jumped the curb with a car and hit seven people, and... I think two of them actually died. I'm going to find that article real quick. Cause that was like one of the first big articles I heard. And lately that seemed to have been a thing where like cars are jumping curbs. Drivers are jumping the curb and just, you know, just doing ridiculous shit, like hitting people or whatever. I'm, I hopefully I'll come across that story. Um, here it is right here. Actually it says one dead, but I think I have heard a later report saying that two people were dead. Oh yeah, it did update. Um, two dead, five injured when car jumps the curb, goes on the sidewalk in Brooklyn. This happened recently, so this seems to be some sort of a thing now in New York with cars jumping curbs. Happened in Bensonhurst. It says two people were killed and five were injured after a car crashed and jumped the curb before going on a sidewalk in Brooklyn on Monday afternoon. The crash was reported at 6401 18th Avenue and 64th Street just before 1 p.m. Officials said the vehicle, a white sedan, was traveling at a high rate of speed. When a driver ran a red light and struck multiple vehicles, including a black SUV, jumped the curb and struck multiple pedestrians. Good Samaritans had to extricate passengers inside the twisted black SUV. The FDNY said there was a total of seven patients, including two who were killed. Police said one victim is in critical condition and the four other victims are all in stable condition and expected to survive. The sedan came to a stop when it struck a light pole. Witnesses say they heard a big bang and then and they said after the crash, the driver appeared to be intoxicated. One uh, witness is recorded saying, I heard a big sound when I came out and saw this guy out of the windshield. He was bleeding. Witnesses, Salman Tabit said, she's, uh, this person said, I seen the other car. This lady, her shoulder was out. The guy, they tried to pull out, pull him out. He wasn't breathing. So they tried to give him heart pressure and he wasn't making it. Uh, the 49-year-old driver is in custody. Police are investigating whether or not the driver was under the influence. And, that, and if that's the case, that's what kills me. When it comes to drunk drivers, the drunk drivers always seem to survive. There just seems to be something about alcohol that will keep you alive in such a thing. I, I don't get it. And then it's usually somebody who is innocent or, you know, not in the car or whatever. Like in this case, somebody gets hit and they die or get hurt. But the driver just seems to be fucking untouched and unscathed. Now, I don't know what possessed people to drink and drive. Like we hear it all the time. We hear all the PSAs, the commercials. Um, real life stories of people that drink and drive, but what, what, what possessed people, even in this day and age to jump in a car intoxicated? I don't know. One thing about alcohol I've come to learn, it is an encouraged, um, it's a courage, uh, drink. Like you drink and you feel like nothing's going to happen to you. It, it, it throws all your inhibitions. It fucks with your way of thinking, your, your thinking skills, your critical thinking skills. It mess with everything and people just do what they want to do because they think, Nothing's going to happen to them. 
but now, you know, this guy is going to probably be facing some serious ass charges for what he did. And, you know, lives have been changed because of this or because if he is indeed intoxicated, this guy wanted to just drink and drive. Like, you know what I mean? I feel no sympathy for those who sit there and do dumb shit like that. I only feel sympathy for those who um, actually have to go through this. And this next story here, um, apparently this might be a big thing tomorrow. It may not be much of a big thing tomorrow. So President, uh, former President Donald Trump's um, supposed to be indicted tomorrow. And there are reports that says that he encouraging people to go out and protest on his behalf. Um, now, a lot of people are reminiscing this to January 6th, where he didn't directly say, or he may have said, to go and riot and protest in his name. But, you know, now people are thinking like, oh, man, this is going to bring back January 6th all over again. It says New York City preparing for possible protests if former President Donald Trump is indicted, which I don't think he's going to be indicted. But you never know. And now, like, police in New York are now preparing for the worst in the event. And I'm pretty sure other police um, police um, departments throughout the country and major cities are also uh, doing the same thing. I'll jump into this article real quick again out of ABC7. It says, New York City officials are preparing for the possibility of protests Tuesday after former President Donald Trump indicated that he could be indicted this week. Over the weekend, Trump said on Truth Social he expected to face criminal charges and urged supporters to protest his possible arrest. In a series of social media posts through the weekend, the former Republican president criticized the New York investigation, directing particularly hostile rhetoric towards Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, a Democrat. In Trump's social media call for protests, some heard an echo of January 6th, but the intelligence assessment obtained by ABC News said that this time members of Congress are unlikely targets. Rather, quote, it is, unlike, it is likely any protest or violence will be directed at the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, the Department of Justice, or the FBI, the assessment said. We are monitoring comments on social media. The NYPD is doing their normal role in making sure that there are no inappropriate actions in the city, Mayor Eric Adams said. Again, whether he's indicted or not, I don't think it's going to go, like, shit's not going to get out of control. Yeah, you might have some small gatherings and things here of that nature, but I don't think it's going to be anything near as crazy as January 6th. I still remember January 6th. I was stationed overseas and watching this unfold, and it was the most bizarre shit I've seen on live TV in quite some time. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, this shit is really happening. And it was, it was just hilarious. It was almost comical as I was seeing this because it was almost, it was unreal. It was unreal that this was unfolding, you know, be, before my very eyes. But yeah, it happened. It did. And, you know, shit happened. And you learn from it. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. But, you know, that's not for me to determine. You know, life is a... Uh, Life is like that sometimes. Um, let's see. Let's what other news we got going on here. Let's see. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some cool shit. Hopefully you hear some good news. You know, you don't hear too much of that nowadays. And I do come across some good stories. Um, you know, um, it's not always bad. I, always come, I come across some shit, some good stuff. But, you know, it seems like lately it's just, just all bad news, man. It's all bad news. Uh, let's see. I got some time on the show and I got some time to find some more stories as well. Um, just keep it in the spirit of things, trying to find something decent. Uh, and of course you guys heard of the passing of Lance Reddick. Um, as you guys know him from the wire, his bizarre appearance in, um, the Eric Andre show. And of course the concierge at the continental of, uh, uh, John Wick. In fact, they've been playing John Wick all weekend. In fact, it's on right now, part three Parabellum. And they're doing it in dedication. Not only they're doing it in dedication to him, but also because, you know, John Wick four. 
can't wait is coming out on Friday, finally, after maybe over a year of uh, a delay. But yeah, he passed away at the age of 60, man. That, that caught me off guard because, I, you know, they say he died of natural causes. They have not um, revealed the cause of death. But just seeing him, he seemed like a pretty healthy guy. And you would have never known, man. Like, that, that's a death that caught me off guard. And it's funny because just a few episodes ago, I just did an episode on the top celebrity deaths, shocking celebrity deaths that, you know, caught a lot of people off guard, you know. Because, again, we look at these celebrities like they'll live forever. And, you know, they, they, they don't. They, we, we forget that they're human just like us, you know, and... When they do pass away, it's the most shocking thing. In cases, it's more shocking than even your your own family members passing away. And that's sad to say, but it's true, you know? Um, it's just crazy. I, I don't know. But, yeah, man, I, that one definitely uh, that one definitely took me off guard for sure. All right, so uh, let's see what other news we got. Uh, okay, not looking at that. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna just go to a news channel or whatever. Uh, see what we got here because I got about roughly a little over 15 minutes. Um, see what these news outlets are reporting because there's not much coming down my feed, which is strange. You know, normally I get a lot of news and stuff that come down Facebook and uh, stuff like that and see what's going on. You know, just no, not today, not much today. Uh, let's see what they're reporting. Hmm. What else we got? We got, we got, we got housing crisis, Joe Biden. Hmm. Okay, so here's an article. I, um, I think I did an article on this uh, a while ago or, or in one of the old News Out of a Hat episodes or more recent. I mentioned something about how like even here in Tennessee, they are um, trying to make Narcan over the counter and easily accessible, which I think is a terrible idea considering I think it's enabling more people to overdose knowing that they can go and easily get some narcan and and fucking like no because no because you know what and this might sound a little fucked up to say but no they should not do that they should make it as hard as possible to get and maybe it might deter those who overdose on this stuff to fucking stop but it's hard for an addict to stop so they figure you know what we got to do something we can't have a bunch of people just ODing everywhere we gotta we gotta make narcan available and, you know, it's crazy. It says uh, Nassau County, as you guys know, in New York, uh, ramps up the battle against fentanyl, rolls out Narcan kits in very visible places. Again, this is something I think this is like a Band-Aid. OK, but this all this is really doing is enabling people to continue to OD on fentanyl. You know, just OK, now, nah, hey, let's OD real quick. I, I could go down to Walgreens and get some Narcan. That's all you're doing is enabling people to keep doing this shit. So this story came out of Mineola. Uh, the deadly drug fentanyl is turning up in a growing number of counterfeit pills, and now you will begin to see evidence of a crisis inside government buildings across Long Island. On Monday, Nassau County rolled out Narcan kits in very visible locations. If Quote, if you only see me cry would make a young kid say, I'm not going to mess with drugs, Carol Trottier said. Trottier knows it will take more than tears to stop the deadly fentanyl crisis that killed her son. Alex. It's why she joined Nassau County lawmakers to announce a step to make the scourge more visible and uh, treatable. Quote on saying, we will do this all over the county. Uh, Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman said, 60 Narcan kits will be deployed across the county in government buildings and parks where there are defibrillators 
Another kind of lifesaver used to counter the lethal effects of a poison put into counterfeit pills and other illicit drugs. Quote, you are talking about college kids, maybe on spring break. Someone needs to stay up late to study for a test. Hey, do you have an Adderall? I can help. Could I have a Xanax or a Percocet? These pills will kill you with one pill. Uh, the, the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration, said fentanyl is now in six out of ten counterfeit pills. One of them was ingested by a 19-year-old honor student, Paige Gibbons. Uh, she was with a couple of girls who decided that they would try a Percocet, and they only took a tiny nibble. Damn, a tiny nibble is all it fucking took? Is that after Gibbons' death months ago, her grandmother is working to have fentanyl testing strips and education in every middle and high school. Narcan with fentanyl detection strips in every Narcan kit, and every school nurse has this. Why are parents, why don't you just teach your kids not to fucking do drugs? You think that would help, but, you know, you get into, you get these kids that get into crowds, peer pressure, all that shit. Oh, you got to try this perk. Try this perk 30. Or, yeah, try some of this fucking, this fentanyl. I mean, for the, come on, you got grown-ass people sitting here doing this. Like, they don't know the consequences of this shit. Well, maybe they just don't care. I don't know how to see it. Like, do they care about the consequences or they don't care about the consequences? They just want the high. Well, you might have a high you may never wake up from. I never did drugs because that shit to me is crazy. I'm what would possess somebody to do fucking drugs. I don't know. But you would think that enough people who have overdosed and people around them would be like, you know what, man, that shit's stupid. I should not do this. But no, they still fucking do it. And again, having Narcan in government buildings? Who the fuck's ODing in government buildings? I, I, I tell you. I don't. I, I see the logic, but I think it's a terrible idea to have this stuff easily accessible where all it's going to take is for somebody to do this and just be like, um, yeah, I'm just going to get some Narcan. So, you know, uh, to me, that's bogus, man. I I, I don't know. I, I'm just – I don't know anybody who personally does fentanyl, okay? But uh, I can tell you right now, like, if I knew somebody that was doing fentanyl, I'd straight up tell them to stop fucking doing it. Or at least try to get them out of doing it. Or do the best I can. But it's hard to stop an addict. That is true. It's hard to stop an addict. Um, okay, I got about hmm, 12 minutes. See what other nice little news stories we got going on here. Oh, that's a cute little pup. Uh, let's see. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Give me, give me story. Give me news. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mr. Rogers. No, he's not much of a news story. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> uh, come on, give me something. So, yeah. yeah, just nothing but bad news today, man. Just nothing but bad news. Let's see what else we got. I'm not getting much of any news stories out here at all. It's crazy because, you know, earlier, again, I've seen many news stories and now I just don't see them anymore. And it's fucking, it's making me quite sad that I'm not seeing anything here. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, Snoop Dogg. Uh, Snoop Dogg expands business empire with new coffee line called Indox. I guess that's what it's called. Let me tell you about Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is like Shaq. They are amazing entrepreneurs. You know, there's not a lot of rappers who continue to flourish after rap. Like Snoop can easily drop an album anytime, but for what? He's in his 50s. He probably figured, you know, like Jay-Z is one of the only few rappers that can still pull this shit off. Snoop is kind of like, man, I'm done with this rap shit. Now the man is, he's sponsoring, he's the, he's the spokesperson for, for Skechers. Fucking Skechers. And the dude is all over the place. Got a show, cooking show with Martha Stewart. He's got a crazy catalog, bought Death Row Records. The man doesn't even have to rap another lyric in his life again. It says here, rapper and entrepreneur Snoop Dogg, 
is expanding his business empire yet again, this time branching out into a line of premium coffee products with being sourced locally from Indonesia. He has partnered with Indonesian coffee entrepreneur Michael Riati to launch Indox, a premium lifestyle coffee brand created for and inspired by the next generation of entrepreneurs and innovators, according to a press release sent to CNN. Quote, my relationship with coffee goes way back, Snoop Dogg, whose real name is Calvin Brodus, said in a statement. The many long nights in the studio making hit after hit coffee provided the fuel which kept us going. Today marks the launch of a new company I created along with my partner, Michael, who introduced me to the best tasting Indonesian coffee. He said all it took was one sip and Snoop was hooked. Snoop also added that Indo is going to change the industry. And by Indo, I don't mean uh, weed. That's just um, the coffee brand. He said it's going to change the industry. I can't. Pro I can promise you that. Referring to his coffee brand, which is also a common abbreviation for Indonesia, Indo Indonesia, right? That, that's per that's perfect. That's fucking perfect, Snoop. The country is a top global global producer of coffee. I didn't know that because everybody has this belief that Colombia and other parts of South America are some of the best coffee bean growers in the world, but Indonesia. I need to get up on that. Um, co coffee cultivation began in the late 1600s during the Dutch colonial period. Indonesia produced both Arabic, um, Arabica and Robusta beans, as well as Kopi Luwak or Civet Coffee, a historic yet controversial brew, which consists of partially digested coffee berries from civet cats. Snoop's coffee beans will be sourced from Gayo, a region in Ake or in the island of Sumatra. The Gayo region is renowned for producing a high-quality Arabica grown in a lovely mountain basin surrounding Lake Tawar and the town of Takangan. This is pretty good. This is this is good, Snoop. I mean, shit. Coffee? Snoop Dogg? It's named Indo? Kind of play on words from, like, you know, weed Indo, but it's Indonesia? I mean, that's, kind of, that's marketing genius right there, man. I mean, I only can wish the best for Snoop Dogg. Man. I, I, I love Snoop Dogg. Dude is hilarious without even trying to be funny. He's just funny. Anything he says or it comes out of his mouth is just funny. I, I, that's how I, the guy's a genius. He's a fucking genius. Um, yeah. All right. So moving on to whatever else is going on. Let's see. Um, hmm. give me another story, please. Give me a story, please. Uh, let's see. What we got? What we got? What we got? Okay, this is a weird story. Um, God, um, I don't know if many of you guys, especially my older audience of R&B persuasion, know Donnie McClurkin. Donnie McClurkin was also a gospel legend and singer for my gospel um, Christian church fans. Uh, Donnie McClurkin still struggling after being delivered from his attraction to men. He seems to be having a hard time resisting men. Apparently, that's what it looked like it says here. It says, Donnie McClurkin's preference have been a topic of discussion for years. The gospel legend and spiritual leader has been open about his struggles throughout his decades-long career. Donnie says the urges to be with men have stayed with him over the years, but his commitment to his Savior has not allowed him to act on them. Um, it says, Donnie McClurkin first opened out about his preference in 20, I mean, 2002. At the time, McClurkin blames his attraction to men on a terrible experience he suffered at a young age. The gospel singer said that early exposure to adult content and interaction with men is what made him attracted to men. Donnie says he, he was violated at age of eight before I can even know the purpose or pleasure of a woman. Have met, have my first date or even my first kiss. The wound was inflicted and the seed was planted. 
Thought, will, and prayer. Donnie has turned the tide on his desire for men, rejecting a lifestyle. Donnie has said, quote, I've been through this and have experienced God's power to change my lifestyle. I am delivered, and I know God can deliver others too. The 63-year-old was engaged for a time to Nicole C. Mullen, and the two had plans to walk down the aisle. Mullen is a fellow, fellow Christian artist who is known for songs like Don't Let Me Go. The pair entered the relationship in 2013. Unfortunately for Donnie, his deep-seated desire to be with men made the union hard. Um, yeah, without reading any more into it, I mean, that's rough. And, you know, it's funny. I've heard of cases like this where men or, you know, when they were boys um, were sexually molested by other men. Um, and not knowing the concept of love or, you know, gender or whatever the case is, they, they, it, it really fucked them up. In a sense, like, okay, you know, I've had this happen to me, but I don't know. Now I'm just confused. Should I, you know, am I with, do I like men? Do I like women? You know, and it was a unwanted pleasure or guilt. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very complicated. But for somebody like him, I mean, he's been battling this a long time. I don't know what any, like what he should do in that situation. I mean, he should just go with his heart. You know what I mean? And, and you know, if he goes with men, like he's a, he is a God fearing man. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure there are parameters within Christianity that dictates what homosexuality and all this other stuff is. But also he he has to like he's got God on one side and he's got his urges. And, you know, how does that conflict with his image and all that? It's a lot to deal with. And that's a very complicated uh, situation. Hopefully he, he will figure it out. I mean, he's 63 years old and he's been dealing with this uh, battle all his life. Like plus, you know, he was married to a woman. And that just kind of like made things even more complicated. I mean, what do you do in a situation like that? I mean, I wouldn't know, but I mean, you, hopefully he, at some point will figure it out. It's a very tough one to have to, to deal with. Um, definitely for sure. Um, let's see. Let me see. I got about four minutes and maybe I could get maybe one or two more stories in just maybe I'm going to try. Uh, let's see here. Give me story. Give me story. Let's see. Uh, come on. I'm trying to find something here. I'm trying to kill some time. Um, geez. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Top, the top 50 best Kendrick Lamar songs of all time. That's not really news. Not much of a Kendrick Lamar fan. I don't really like a lot of his songs or whatever, but. Yeah. Mm, okay. I'm going to try one more news outlet, see what they're reporting, maybe get another story in and then, you know, wrap it up for the night. Got about a few minutes. Only keep it at a half hour. Um, okay. Google laying off more people. I mean, that's, hmm. oh, that's an interesting story. Foot Locker. Foot Locker is apparently closing 400 stores by 2026. It says Foot Locker is planning to shut 400 stores by 2026 as it strives to become more relevant to younger shoppers by relaunching its retail brands, introducing experimental new store concepts, and simplifying its operations by closing underperforming mall-based stores. The stores slotted for closing across North America account for nearly 10% of Foot Locker's total sales, um, the senior vice president said here. Um, Aversa disclosed the details to an analysis during the company's investor day on Monday. Under its corporate umbrella, Foot Locker operates more than 3,000 Foot Lockers, Kids Foot Lockers, Champ Sports, WSS, and Atmos stores globally. 
Included in the store trimming are 125 underperforming, underperforming champ sports stores, which will be closed this year. The reset, as the company executives describe it to analysts, comes at amid softer sales. Foot Locker reported fourth quarter sales Monday that eased to 0.3% versus a year ago. The retailer also forecasts total sales to drop 3.5% to 5.5% this year. Uh, Foot Locker noted that among its portfolio of brands, its non-Nike branded product sales grew mid-single digits while the Nike mix was down. Uh, Nike will continue to lead our brand portfolio and be 55 to 60% of our mix. Uh, now, Foot Locker... What a problem with Foot Locker too. It may also be contributed to the fact that a lot of the stores are in malls. And if you notice lately, a lot of people don't really go to malls anymore. A lot of people are online shopping. Online shopping is literally have killed the mall. Um, why go to a mall when at the click of a, a button you can go on Amazon and order the shoes you want? Have, not having to deal with all the lines, the headache, the traffic, the gas, the whole nine yards. So I mean, Foot Locker, if they were going to close stores, definitely close the mall stores because the malls are sinking. Like nobody's going to malls anymore to shop for anything nowadays. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like the store model, the brick and mortar stores are just falling behind. It's no secret. Thanks to online shopping. All right. So, hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Mind podcast. It was a little dry in the news today, but, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. There's been episodes where I've had like countless news stories back to back to back. Um, Not a bad thing. Um, I may not be producing any episodes for the next couple of days. Again, I have some guests to entertain if they're not too much in the way or anything like that. Um, if not, just stay tuned for the next episode sometime this week. Um, doesn't hurt to take a break here and there. Um, but thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of your evening as we kick off this, uh, this new week and just again, keep your ears tuned and don't forget to email dailymindpodcast at gmail.com. And again, just stay tuned for the next episode and I will see you another time. Ciao.